On today's Dinging Corners, we talk about the wild card races that are going on in the MLB right now and 10 players that I think could be affected by the wild card race more than others. So sit back, relax, and enjoy today's Dinging Corners. Welcome everyone to Dinging Corners, a baseball podcast powered by Slab Stocks. I'm your host, Nate, and today we're talking about the MLB season. The MLB season is winding down and the wild card races are heating up. We've got a number of teams in the wild card race right now, and uh, let's get into it. So the wild card races. In the NL, you have the Dodgers, the Giants, the Reds, the Padres, and the Cardinals. The Giants obviously have already clinched a spot. The Dodgers have clinched a spot. But one of these two teams is not going to be in the wild card. Or one of these two teams is going to win the division. One of them is going to be in the wild card, despite the fact that they're the two best teams in baseball by record. I would argue that the Brewers are better than them because they've beaten them, but, you know, whatever. And then you have the Padres, same division, the Reds, and the Cardinals. So that is the NL side. The AL side, you have Oakland, Seattle, the Yankees, the Blue Jays, and the Red Sox. Now, Oakland and Seattle are a little bit farther behind than uh, the teams on the NL side. I think they're like four games back each, but they are in it till the very end. And we are going to go over some players on their teams that uh, could be affected if they get into the wild card. So what we're going to do is we're going to go top 10, 10 to 1, 10 guys that I believe are going to have major roles. And uh, potentially see value increases or value decreases. Um, I didn't choose like super well-known rookies per se. There are some rookies in there, but I tried to stay away from them as best as possible. I also didn't choose your Vlad Guerrero Juniors, um, Fernando Tatises, guys like that, because their value is already super high. And whether they make the playoffs or not, it's not really going to affect it. Um, so you'll you'll see. You'll see when we get into it. So number 10, Trent Grisham. So Trent Grisham is uh, the Padres outfielder, right? Center fielder. And uh, former Brewer, and he has played well, well, 114 games this year. He's hit 240 with a 328 on base and a 411 slugging. Good for a 738 OPS. Um, that is good for a 106 OPS plus. Now, to see how the game has changed from 2019 to 2021, a seven he had a 738 OPS in 2019. And that was good for a 90 OPS plus. And in, in fact, he had almost the exact same stats. 231 batting average, 328 on base, and a 410 slugging, 738. 240 batting average, 328, 411, 738. Um, should say 739, so I'm sure there's a rounding up thing in there where it then rounds down. I don't know what's going on there. But he had a 90 OPS plus in 2019 and a 106 OPS plus in 2021, despite having the exact same OPS. So while it's good, while six points better than league average is good, it's a little bit of a disappointment. And so Trent Grisham could really use this time in the playoffs to remind people that it's not just Fernando Tatis and Manny Machado that are the stars in San Diego, but it's also 
Trent Grisham, he has a 2.8 win above replacement this year uh, per baseball reference. So he's really good. He's probably going to finish at three. I expected a little bit better season from him. It didn't happen. That's okay. He has a chance now, if he makes the playoffs, to prove to everyone that San Diego has that third star, and it is Trent Grisham. The next player on the list, number nine. Oh, and you can see the prices here. Sorry. Um, another thing about this is that he's severely undervalued. A 2.8 win above replacement player. That's a really nice player. Probably three wins above replacement by the end of the year. That's a nice player. Is it a star? No, but that's a nice player. He's young. Should he be $4.80 for a top series one gold, not numbered, or $15 for a tops update gold uh, PSA nine? That's super cheap, super, super cheap. Um, I don't know if the, the demand is there. You know, there's a lot of faces on that Padres team. But if he were to have a moment, I could see one of these cards going from 480 to $10 really easily. And so there is value there. There's also, you know, the downside that you don't get, you know, it doesn't move. And you spent $4.80 and you have a gold. Okay. All right. Number nine on the list. And that is Frankie Montas. Now, I admit, there is only one pitcher on this list. And um, this is a little bit of, I love Frankie Montas. And I want to see him pitching in a big game. So if he got a wild card start, I don't know if he would start. Um, it's probably going to be Chris Bassett. But if he were to get, if they were to win the wild card and then get to the regular season, or the regular postseason, then he would pitch, and Frankie Montas is a stud. 167 innings this year, a 3.72 ERA, 185 strikeouts in those 167 innings, and and he has like the nastiest splitter in all of baseball. It is amazing. He just picked it up two years ago. He's really good with it, and I think that a lot of people, because it's the Oakland A's, they're a West Coast team. The East Coast and the Midwest are probably asleep by the time the A's are playing. And if they're not asleep, they're paying attention to the Dodgers and the Giants and the Padres over the A's. And so because of that, uh, not many people are probably paying attention to the Frankie Montases of the world. And um, there's probably not a ton of value here. I just wanted to bring him up because I love him. So I slotted him him in at the end of the list just to talk about him. I love his splitter. I love Frankie Montas. Dude's an absolute stud. He used to throw 100, tuned it back a little bit. Throws like 97 now, has much better command, has much better movement. Amazing. Um, Next on the list is number eight. And you can see here, obviously, no demand, $6.05 on September 2nd for a blue auto. So number eight on the list is Tyler O'Neill. So Tyler O'Neill, Cardinals outfielder, uh, many of you probably don't know that he benches 405 pounds, or at least I saw a video of him bench pressing 405 pounds, which is absolutely insane. Has to be one of the strongest baseball players in baseball, if not the strongest. And uh, last year was not a very good year for him. Age 25 season, played in 50 games, Hit a buck 73 with a 261 on base and a 360 slugging, good for a 621 OPS and a 70 OPS plus. That's not good. That is not good. Uh, obviously, a COVID shortened season. Well, what did he do this year? He came out and he quietly, very, very quietly, has blown up. 
120 games, 464 plate appearances, and he's hitting 280 with a 349 on base and a 525 slugging, good for an 874 OPS and a 141 OPS plus. 141, that's 41% better than the league average. He is one of the Cardinals' best hitters, if not the Cardinals' best hitter, uh, and that includes Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado. And, um, I mean, he's he's a stud. 22 doubles, one triple, 26 home runs. The dude's good. The dude is good. He is jacked. And I don't think many people know. You know, they're not really paying attention to Tyler O'Neill. Uh, Nolan Arenado is going to get the headlines. Paul Goldschmidt's going to get the headlines. Yadier Molina is going to get the headlines. Um, you know, those guys are going to get the headlines. And Tyler O'Neill can kind of just sneak in there and become a postseason star for the Cardinals if if they make it. And if they do make it and he becomes a household name, 25 bucks for a base auto of a guy that just had a 141 OPS plus or 141. Yeah, 141 OPS plus is minuscule. 25 bucks, people pay, you know, people are paying $100 for my guy Everson for an auto for a dude who's dominating in high A, right? This dude's dominating in the MLB and people are paying $25 for his auto. So there is, there is value to be had here if the Cardinals make the postseason. People are going to realize that Tyler O'Neill is probably the Cardinals' best player, not Nolan Arenado or Paul Goldschmidt. Number seven on the list, Jonathan India. Now, I know I said I wasn't going to choose rookies. Allow me to make an exception for Jonathan India. Jonathan India is an absolute stud, but he plays on the Reds, and I don't know how many people pay attention to the Reds. You know, if you're not the East Coast and you're not the West Coast and you're not leading your division, shout out White Sox and Brewers, I feel like a lot of these guys kind of get left in the dust. Um Price-wise, obviously, Jonathan India is not getting left in the dust because $130 or $125 is a pretty good price for Jonathan India. But considering he is one of the best rookies in baseball or the best rookie in baseball on a team that is in playoff contention and probably will make the playoffs, hopefully, over the Padres and the Cardinals, is it too little? Is it too little? And so age 24 season, 134 games, 557 plate appearances. He's hitting 272 with a 378 on base. 378 on base percentage. 100 points higher than his batting average, and he's a rookie. And a 465 slugging, good for an 843 OPS and a 115 OPS plus. Now what blows my mind is 843 OPS is equivalent to a 115 OPS plus, but an 870 or whatever Tyler O'Neill had, 874 is good for like 26 points higher on OPS plus. I don't, I don't get it, but, or 36, no, 26 points higher. It is what it is. I think Jonathan India's OPS plus should be higher. I don't know why. I think he's better than that, um, than just 15% better in league average, but he is a stud. And if he gets to the postseason, obviously they've got Nick Cassianos and Joey Votto, but Jonathan India has been the spark plug at the top of their lineup. He's been amazing. He's getting on base like crazy. He's got pop, 27 doubles, three triples, 20 home runs. And if he gets to the postseason, he's got the looks, the long hair, you know, everything going for him. I think people will start paying attention to Jonathan India if they make the postseason. So I view him as a rookie 
that could get another pump in price, despite being probably the leader in the clubhouse for rookie of the year. Number six on the list is Jared Kelnick. Now, Jared Kelnick is close to my heart as a Wisconsin native, and he's had a devastating year. An absolutely devastating year. In 76 games and 309 plate appearances, he is batting a whopping 161 with a 239 base percentage and a 301 slugging, good for a 541 OPS and a 52% OPS plus, otherwise known as 48% worse than the league average hitter. Now, Jared Kelnick has been bad, and there's no telling if he actually makes the postseason roster. I think he will. But it's not a guarantee that it's not a guarantee they make the postseason to start, and it's not a guarantee that he makes the postseason roster. But if he does, all of his wrongs can be righted this year. The 161 batting average, the 239 on base percentage, the 301 slugging, that can all be forgotten about with one swing of the bat in the postseason if they make the wild card game. That's all it takes. And I know that could happen for a lot of guys. But for a rookie like Jared Kelnick, who is really popular, all you really need is that one moment for people to say, I always believed in him. I believe in him again, and I'm going to buy him. And so for Kelnick, despite the bad year, despite everything, if they can just make the postseason and he can put together one or two good at-bats in the wild card game, that could explode his prices back up. You're a rookie like that. The Mariners haven't made the postseason in a while, and you hit a home run or a, a double that scores some runs, or you go three for four with three singles, something like that, and score a couple runs. That is the type of game that Jared needs to have everyone forget about his regular season and how bad it was. And I am here for it. As a fellow Wisconsin Knight, I would love to see Jared Kelnick kill it. And you can see here his prices, man, they were so high. And now, $440 for a base auto BGS 9.5, which is actually higher than I was expecting considering how bad he has played. But I think there's probably a lot of people that still believe in him and believe that the slump is the time to buy. And it usually is. Uh, Wander Franco slump for a month. There was a huge time to buy. And now he has a 39 game on base streak before he got put on the IL. And so there's this is one of those times that maybe it's the time to buy or maybe Jared Kelnick is just a quad four player or a quad A player. We'll see. But Jared Kelnick, love him. Hope he does well. Hope the Mariners make the postseason because it's been so long for them. I think 2001, if I remember correctly, was the last year of their post their 20-year postseason drought. It'd be amazing if they made it this year. Number five on the list is Joey Gallo. So Joey Gallo, you'll remember, was traded from the Rangers to the Yankees in the middle of the season. And the interesting thing about Joey Gallo is that he has never made the playoffs in his career. He is 27 years old, and he has never made the playoffs in his major league career with the Rangers. You know, the Rangers used to be good in the early 2010s, and then they got pretty bad. And Joey Gallo has been on bad teams like this entire time. But he's on the Yankees now, and the Yankees are pretty good. Now, the Yankees might not make the postseason, the Blue Jays are really good. The Red Sox are good. The Yankees are good. But I believe the Red Sox and the Blue Jays are a little bit better than the Yankees. The Yankees are uh island of misfits, if you ask me. 
And so they're going to need Joey Gallo to power them to the postseason, along with Stanton and uh, Judge and you know Torres and all those guys. But if Joey Gallo can make the postseason for the first time and have people pay attention to him, I know he's on the Rangers, and the Rangers are a pretty big team, but people aren't really paying attention to the Rangers the last couple of years because they just haven't been good. They know Joey Gallo, and they know he has prestigious power, but they probably haven't watched him play. They probably haven't watched him play defense. He's amazing at defense. He's got an arm. He hits for power. He gets on base. Um, he does all sorts of things really, really, really well, except for hit for average. Everything else he does well, and I guess he doesn't really steal bases, but he does everything well, and I think if he gets a playoff platform, people are going to realize that Joey Gallo is a stud. He's going to be on the Yankees next year, and there is value to be had in Joey Gallo. And you can see here $305 for a Blue Auto BGS 9.5. A Blue Auto BGS 9.5. One of the top cards, Bowman first, one of the top cards a player can ever have is his Blue Auto Bowman Chrome first. And it, that it's graded cream on, uh, you know, is the cream on top, right? Uh, the creme de la creme, as the kids say. And so... For this to only be $305 is a slap in the face to somebody as good as Joey Gallo, considering that there are guys that are way more expensive that have not done what Joey Gallo does in the majors and will never do what Joey Gallo does in the majors. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that he played on the Rangers for such a long time and they were a bad team the entire time he was there. Now he gets to go to the Yankees and really showcase to everyone because everyone watches the Yankees when they play, most mostly anyways what he can do. So uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for Joey Gallo. And I'm excited for those of you that have invested in Joey Gallo. It's been a long time coming for you. He's a stud, and I hope he shows it in the playoffs if they make it. Number four on the list, Bo Bichette. So Bo Bichette obviously is a stud. He's been a stud. But his OPS every single year has gone down. 930 is rookie year. 840 his second year, 804 last or this year. And so for me, Bo Bichette is one of those guys that he is trending in the wrong direction, but he is still really good. An 804 OPS is really good, right? It's 117 OPS plus, 17% better than league average. Considering he's at shortstop and he's a good defender, he's got a 4.6 win above replacement. I think he can probably stretch that to five before the end of the year in the last, like, I don't know, 14 games or whatever there are left. If he can stretch out to five and he's a five win above replacement player, that's a huge, huge value for him. But people don't really care still because Bobachette is not Vlad Guerrero Jr. And that's the issue for Bobachette right now is that it seems like Vlad is the only guy on the Blue Jays that can make money because Vlad is the only person that people care about. And he's one of the only people that people care, per, persons that people care about like the entire season, right? It was Vlad, Vlad, Vlad in the spring training, and it's been Vlad, Vlad, Vlad all the way through the year. And because of that, Boba Shett has kind of got left in the dust, second fiddle, and a very far back second fiddle, right? And so you're looking at this Topps Rookie PSA 10 on September 15th, and this card used to be over $100. I think it used to be up to like $140. And now it's a $45 card, despite the fact that he is really good this year and is going to be a five-win-above-replacement player. Now, I get that defense doesn't sell, 
But the fact that he's a really good defender at shortstop and has an above average bat uh, with potential to do more feels like this should be more expensive than it is. And I think it's because of Vlad that it isn't. And so if he gets to the postseason and they're playing in the postseason, obviously you're still going to have to contend with Vlad. But if he can do a few spectacular things, hit a couple big home runs, I don't see why this is not going to get up back up to like the $140 range, $120 range. But there's no reason this can't get up into the 60 maybe $70 range if he has a timely postseason home run, something like that. And people remember that it's not just Flag Road Jr. that powers the Blue Jays. It's also Bo Bichette and, you know, George Springer, Robbie Ray, yada, yada, yada. But Bo Bichette is a major driver for this team. He's really young. I think he's only 23. Let me check that. 23. And uh, severely undervalued, severely undervalued for how good he is. So I'm excited for the Blue Jays to make the postseason, potentially, and for Bo Bichette to finally get his shine back again. All right. For the last two players, oh, three players, my bad. Uh, number three on the list, jump the gun a little bit, Rafael Devers. So Rafael Devers is an absolute stud. Um, he's one of those guys that, for some reason, the Red Sox always, for some reason, the Red Sox always have like undervalued guys. So remember Mookie Betts? He's on the Red Sox, and it always seemed like he was undervalued. Well, Rafael Devers wildly undervalued. He's like one of the best players on the Red Sox. He's a linchpin in the offense. He's has an 882 OPS, a 130 OPS plus. Absolute stud. He's hit 34 doubles and 34 home runs and a triple. And now he's not good at defense. He has a 3.3 win above replacement, but a lot of that's subtracted because he's bad at defense. And, um, or you know, his offensive win above replacement is better than the 3.3, but he's negative from his offensive win above replacement because his defense is so bad. That's what I was trying to say. And so a 130 OPS from a guy in the middle of the Red Sox lineup on a team that's really good on one of the teams that's super, super historic in MLB baseball, and yet he doesn't get the love that he deserves. And I don't know if it's a Red Sox thing. I don't know if it's just Rafael Devers because he's bad at defense um, and doesn't have an all-around game. They don't really care. I don't know. I don't know. What I do know is that he's severely undervalued. $130 for a Bowman Chrome rookie auto. That is a shame. That is a shame to me that Rafael Devers Bowman Chrome autos. Now I know I get it doesn't have the first in the corner, but he is so good. He is so, so, so good. He is one of the best players on a playoff team. He's going to be one of the best players on a playoff team for years to come. And, and, he is only 24 years old. He's only 24, and he doesn't get the love he deserves in my mind. And so for me, if the Red Sox can make the postseason and they can go far, I think everyone is going to realize how stinking good Rafael Devers is and how undervalued he is. In 880s OPS, 882 OPS, that's hard to do. That's really hard to do. Not a ton of guys do that. He's only 24. He should be valued higher. And there is potential for him to go higher. He had like a 916 OPS two years ago. And so for me, make it to the postseason. Let everyone remember that Rafael Devers is a stud and should be the face of the Boston Red Sox franchise. 
All right. Now, for the last two guys on this list, they are dudes that have performed really poorly this year and I think have either huge potential, huge, huge potential to right every single wrong they've done this year, or if they miss the playoffs, have huge potential to be blamed for their teams missing the playoffs. So there is, there's two ways this can go. They make the playoffs and, you know, if they don't play well in the playoffs, uh, no sweat because they're already bad and their prices are already down. But if they do play well, then you can write every wrong. And if you don't play well, they will get blamed because that's how bad they have been this year. Number two on the list is Cody Bellinger. So Cody Bellinger. Now, I know that last year was a rough year, but the year before that, he wins the MVP award. You know, in his rookie year in 2017, he wins the rookie of the year. The next year, he's not as good. He has an 814 OPS, a 120 OPS plus. The next year, he has a 167 OPS plus and a 1,035 OPS, and he wins the MVP award. And then last year, a 112 OPS plus, a bad year in a shortened season for him. And then this year, somehow, someway, he's gotten even worse, and I don't get it. I don't get it. Now, there's injuries. There's injuries involved. I get that. But 87 games, 329 plate appearances, he's hitting 159 with a 237 on base percentage and a 295 slugging, good for a 532 OPS. I thought Christian Yelich was bad this year. At least Christian Yelich has been a net positive. Cody Bellinger has been worth negative 1.5 wins above replacement, which is incredible for how good the Dodgers have been. And I'm pretty sure the Dodgers are 1.5, one and a half games back of the Giants for the division. So if you believe in wins above replacement, if you just took Cody Bellinger off the team and put a replacement level player in his place, they would be tied with the Giants right now. That's how bad Cody Bellinger has been. But there is hope. For all of you investing in Cody Bellinger, there is hope. And the hope is this. For how bad he has been this year, and he's been bad. He's been really bad. He's been one of the worst players in the league. He went from a top two player with Christian Yelich in the NL uh, two years ago to like a bottom five player in the NL this year, or a bottom five player in all of MLB this year. Um, And that's quite the swing. But despite how bad he's been, there is hope. And the hope is that he gets to the postseason and he has one shining moment. That's all you need. That's all you need if you're Cody Bellinger. One shining moment for everyone to forget how poorly he played this year and to remember that Cody Bellinger was an MVP two years ago. Now, I'm not advising you go invest in Cody Bellinger because of two things. One, he's very hit or miss. He had a good year, an okay year, a really good year, an okay year, a bad year. Um, I don't, there's no trend to him. There's no consistency. And so for me, that's scary. Also, he is like 26 years old. That is nearing the age where people just stop caring. Look at Manny Machado. He's still good. Bryce Harper, he's still good. It took Bryce Harper having an MVP year for his prices to go back up, right? And and they haven't gone up that drastically. And so for me, Cody Ballinger is not a buy because there is both the age and the fact that he's super inconsistent on his track record. 
That being said, if you are already invested in Cody Ballinger and we're looking at the tops update, high five short print image variation, BSA 10 here, and it's $125. And this card was like three, four hundred dollars uh in 2018, 2019, somewhere in there. Super expensive. I think 2019 uh during co or no 2020. Sorry, COVID was 2020. Last year during COVID, this card got really expensive before the baseball season started in uh June or July or whenever it started. This card got really expensive, like 400 bucks, and now it is all the way down to $125. And so if you are invested, I wouldn't advise investing. But if you are invested, you just have to pray that Cody Ballinger gets a shot in the wild card game, or if potentially they make the, you know, they pass the Giants. But since they're not past the Giants, he's in here. That he gets one shot to right every wrong, and that people remember that Cody Ballinger is a good baseball player. Inconsistent, yes. Getting older, yes. Twenty six, but good, and. Until we get that point, Cody Bellinger is an issue for investors. And so I'm hoping for everyone invested that he gets his one shot. And then number one on the list is none other than my favorite guy. And you'll remember if you've been watching Dangin' Corners for a long time that I did not like this guy. I was not a fan of this guy. His breakout season was okay. His breakout season was uh, let's let's get the stats here. His breakout season was an 871 OPS, 128 OPS plus. Good, very good, but not a star, not a star at all. But that was his breakout season. And then in the last two years, and he had 38 home runs that season. And then the last two years combined in 152 games, he's hit a grand total of 10 home runs. And I, of course, am talking about. Gliber Torres. Gliber Torres has been a huge disappointment. We're talking shortstop of the Yankees. We're talking Derek Jeter's replacement, right? And he has been such a disappointment to Yankees fans, to people that loved Gliber Torres and proclaimed him after his age 22 or 23 season that he was going to be the next great shortstop in baseball. All he's done since then is disappoint, disappoint, disappoint. But that can all be righted. Now, Gliber Torres is an interesting case. He's got both his Topps Chrome, his Topps Chrome Update, his Topps Series 2, his Topps Update cards, right? So there's a lot of cards to choose from, which kind of drives down the price of his market just a little bit. But when we're looking at this Topps Chrome PSA 10 here, this is $30. And <coughs> um, that used to be over a $100 card, right? But it's $30 now. And that's because he hit 249 with a 320 on base and a 348 slugging this year, which was good for a 667 OPS or an 86 OPS plus 14% worse than league average. So he's been bad. But there is hope, the same hope that Cody Bellinger has. And the hope is that you make it to the postseason and you have that one or two shining moments. And a card like this, because it's so cheap, $30 for a Topps Chrome PSA 10, this is the type of card, you know, it's not going to be that Cody Bellinger that moves up a ton, I don't think. I wouldn't buy it. But you want to take a flyer on a guy that's going to maybe get some postseason at-bats and do something special? 30 bucks for Gliber Torres, it's probably not going to go much lower. I mean, it could go a little bit lower, but it's probably not going to go much lower. So you could probably sell it again for $30 and not lose 
a ton of money. You lose your 12.5% if you sell through eBay. Um, but it wouldn't be that bad, right? Uh, you lose, you know, four bucks, whatever. <clears throat> but if you invest $30 and he has one big home run, people go crazy. Yankee fans go crazy. This could be a $50 card. And so for me, Gliber Torres, for how bad he's been and how cheap this card is, this is my number one guy heading into the that needs a decent wild card to boost his prices. Gliber Torres has been such a disappointment. Gliber Torres has only hit 10 home runs in his last 152 games, despite hitting 38 the year before that. A lot of that against the Orioles. And so Gliber Torres, with how cheap his card is, can be one of the guys that you look up and you say, how did it get so low to $30? And you can make an easy, probably 20 bucks off this card if he has a huge moment. But again, the Yankees have to make the postseason for this to happen. I just don't see a ton of downside with this card. I'm only seeing potential upside. The downside, you lose four bucks, five bucks. The upside, you gain 20. I like that deal. I like that deal a lot. And I like the idea of Gliber Torres getting into one big home run in this postseason. All right. That is the top 10. Um, you know, let me, let me know what you think, share your thoughts. I know there's a lot of other guys we could have brought up. Um, I wanted to bring up Tanner Hook of the, uh, Red Sox cause he's got a nasty slider and I think he could be a huge bullpen weapon for them where all of a sudden they're, everyone's like, Whoa, this guy's throwing two, three innings. This dude's an absolute stud. Who is he? I got to get it, get in on him before he becomes a, uh, starter, you know, next year, whatever. And so there's other guys in this sphere of these teams that could be good investments. But for me, these are 10 guys I pinpointed that have interesting storylines. Trent Grisham, because he's been a little bit disappointed, but he's still good and he's still a really good player. And he could be a third star on the Padres. Frankie Montas, because he's super undervalued, underlooked, solid starting pitcher that you could look up and he goes seven innings with 10 strikeouts, one you know, one hit, one walk, and you're like, oh, this dude's really good. Tyler O'Neill, because he's quietly like the Cardinals' best hitter. You know, um, <clears throat> uh, Jonathan India, rookie of the year candidate, probably rookie of the year winner, but he plays on the Reds. And so I don't think a ton of people are probably paying attention to him, but he, he's an on-base machine. He's got power. He's got the hair. He's got everything you could want out of a rookie of the year. And if he can get to the postseason – and they can make a little run, and he's a spark plug at the top. Huge. Jared Kelnick, for obvious reasons, he's been disappointing. He's been really, really bad this year. But it only takes one moment, and that's the same with Cody Bollinger and Gliber Torres. It only takes one moment. And then the last two guys, Joey Gallo, he's never played in the postseason. If he makes the postseason and makes some noise, I think people are going to start realizing. And Rafael Devers, he's one of the best Red Sox, if not the best Red Sox. He's their best hitter, and if he gets a shot to remind people that he's the best hitter, he could do some amazing things in the card market. And so those are my 10 guys. I hope you guys enjoyed Dinging Corners today. Let me know if you have other guys um, that you think could use a wild card game to really boost their value or, if they're really bad, detract from their value. Let me know. Let me know in the YouTube comments. Let me know on Instagram. I'd love to hear from you. 
Thank you guys for listening to Dinging Corners today, and I will talk to you again next time.